Happy New Year. Blessed New Year to you. I need to speak, we need to begin by saying this. God is good all the time. Amen. This will be our theme throughout this year and every year. That God is good. He's good all the time. How wonderful to begin the new year with baptism. And, you know, and, and I think to have baptism on the New Year's uh, first Sunday of the year is amazing. Actually, I love the name Ariel. People think it is Ariel is girl's name. Actually, it is boy's name. It's, it can be unisex. Actually, it's boy's name, which means Lion of God. Great name. Um, this morning, I remember exactly 10 years ago, we had baptism at the beach, Sandy Point. I think January 2nd really did it. And it was actually, it was an unusually warm day. We had thousands of fish, you know, uh, washed up because water temperature just changed quick, so quickly. I remember that. I remember that. And, and so it was giving me a lot of uh, memory of what God is doing in our midst. Some of you know, my grandkids are with me last two weeks of uh, uh, last year, Christmas and New Year's thing. And I tell you, they left, I mean, they, were, they left after two weeks, they left on New Year's Day, 7 p.m. After they left on the way home, I was listening to old, 70s oldies song called Blue or Than Blue. And always with that, you know, always, you know, sad that they're gone. But when I come home, I realized, I felt like hurricane ran through the house. My, wife, my house was messy. Things were everywhere. No place to sit. They were loud. They are messy. They, we ended up spending a lot of money on them. Cost a lot of things. Yet they brought a lot of joy and laughter. As well as some frowns and things. Year 2020 has come and gone. We began a new year. I feel like last year was almost like tornado went through. A hurricane went through. A lot of messes, a lot of things that we had to deal with as New Year begins. You know, as the New Year begins, a lot of people do make uh, resolution, New Year resolutions. I don't, know, I don't know if you do those things. I used to, not anymore, because those resolutions, if I did lose all the weight, I would have been 2,000 pounds lighter. Usually those resolutions last maybe days, weeks, if you're really good, month or two at best. I think rather New Year should be a time in this season of change, a time to make new commitments, recommitments, refocus, refocusing on the things which are important, which are good in God. Rather than making just resolution, I think it would be a good time to come and refocus our hearts, recommit ourselves to the things that is from God, things that is good, things that is eternal, of consequences, God-given things. Let me begin by asking, what prayers have you prayed as you begun the new year? What things have you asked of God this year as you begun the year? I know what I prayed. I prayed a couple, two things. I prayed Exodus chapter 33, verse 13, 13 through 16, where Moses asked God, to ask God, if I found favor in your sight, let me know your ways that I may know you so that I may find favor in your sight. He says, God, you said I am, uh, I'm favored by you. Unless your presence go with us, do not lead us up from here. My prayer was, God, I don't, I don't want to go through this year without you. If your presence is not going to go with us, lead us, then I don't want to go anywhere. And literally God answered by saying, my presence shall go with you. 
And there's a phrase that I didn't see. You go and look, uh, Exodus 33, verse 14. He says, I, and God says, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. I didn't see that part. I always saw God said, oh, my presence will go with you. But God literally says, when my presence go with you, I'm going to give you rest. Not only fight for you, not only do things for you, also, but I will give you rest in this year. Amen? Second thing I prayed before God was one of my favorite passages in the Bible. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 through, uh, uh, chapter, 3, uh, chapter 3, verse 13 through 14. And that, that, that's where Apostle Paul says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings and being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. He says, I didn't, I'm not there yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. I pray before God, I, I seek after you. I want to know you. I'm going to press on knowing you better, seeking you more this year. That's my prayer this year for me and our church. His presence go with us. We will go hard after God. We will walk with God in all that we do. What I want to show you this uh, afternoon really is I believe what God has been giving, to some of the words God has given me, uh, and actually, if I had my own way, I would title it 12.3. It is Daniel chapter 12, verse 3, Genesis chapter 12, verse 3 as well. It's just so funny. It's just, I just number 12, semicolon 3 makes sense. The title of the message today is, Let It Shine. Let It Shine. Let me pray. Father, just come before you once again. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I ask for your presence. I ask for your nearness. Your word will come in your grace and mercy, God. We want to meet with you. We want to honor you. We want to walk with you, God. We want to hear your voice. Meet us here. Show us your face, God. I pray what Moses prayed. Show us your glory. You're welcome in this place, God. We love you. Show us your glory today. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Let me read just a very simple verse. I just have two verses to read. Those who have insight will shine brightly like the brightness of the expanse of heaven. And those who lead the many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever, will shine like stars forever and ever. Love that verse. Let me read it. Let, let me, I want to take time to look at this verse a little bit. This is a word that God, was, God has really given to Daniel. You know Daniel. Daniel was a young man, probably in teens, when he, he saw his nation be destroyed, his hometown, Jerusalem, destroyed, and taken, taken as a slave and exiled into Babylon. For now, nearly 70 years, he lived there in the favor of God, but he was living faithfully before God and standing for what he believed, yet honoring God. And in, in that time, uh, also serving many kings and empires in that 70 years. And the end of his life, and, and God, he, God, God gives him visions about 
the times are coming, end times. In midst of the God gives his word to, uh, to uh, Daniel saying, in those days, those who have insight will shine brightly. Just want to just make a uh, personal uh, uh, note here. This is my life verse. Because my name is in this verse. Literally, my name is in this verse. My Korean name is Q Hyung. Q is star. Hyung is shining. Look in the verse. It said, you shine like stars forever and ever. Those who are wise, those who have insight, those who lead many to righteousness. So I take it as faith. This is my verse. This is my life verse now. Let it be your life verse as well. This is an amazing passage. This is not written for the times when things are easy. This is the word that was given, the word about very difficult times and seasons. Because the context of this verse is, there will not be time, there will, you will have this time of distress like you have never ever done before in history, talking about end times, when things are really, really difficult, of, of which Jesus said, unless God shortens the time, nobody will be left. In that time, God says, those who have insight will shine brightly. Those who have insight. What does it mean, what does it mean you have insight? I saw a couple of things. One, you have some understanding or secret. You, you, have under, you have some understanding about what's happening. You have insight. Second, it has a meaning. Is or uh, other translations would say, those who are wise, those who have understanding, those who have wisdom, will shine like stars. It's not any kind of wisdom. It's a wisdom that is from God. Now, in, uh, in Daniel chapter eleven, same phrase is used a couple times. It says, verse thirty-two of eleven. But the people who know their God will display strength and take action. Other translations say, those who know their God will be strong and do great exploits. Isn't that a great verse? And then it goes on to say, those who have insight among the people will give understanding to many. And this is talking about in the midst of persecution, difficulty going on, those who have insight will Give understanding to many people. This is the context. Those have understanding. Those have insight. You know, you know when Daniel was living in, in Babylon for 70 years, God, he had gotten many, many insight, many insight from God how to handle those difficult times. He faced lions then. He faced a fiery furnace and all kind of things. In midst of that, he had gained insight how to live in those, in those days. Not only the survivor, how to thrive in that place, how he will make influences in the nations, and how he, God used them to the point, 500 years down the line, this number of magi, wise men, they call them, they come looking for Jesus because Daniel has such an impact in the Babylonian secular nation about the coming Messiah to be born in Jerusalem. He learned the insights. How to live in those days. What are those? You need to look it up. You need to do your study. Book of Daniel, I believe, is a word for this generation. I do believe, as many prophets are saying, I do believe we are entering into mighty season, probably greater season of revival and harvest yet. But you know, that also means greatest time of persecution and difficulty as well. 
It comes hand in hand. There will be greatest outbreak of revival and people coming to know Christ and transformation that will happen. But they will be also mixed with time of difficulties, time of horrendous difficulty as well. And I, and, and I, I didn't want to sound like, sound like doom and gloom. But yet this verse, when God says, you those who have inside to shine brightly. You see, light, stars shine brightly in the dark, darkest days. When the you, when you, when you sun is up, stars are up there, but we don't see it because the, star, you know, the sunlight covers them all. We don't see it. At night we see the light shining. And then another meaning of that probably word really is those are wise will shine as bright as sky. And there's a verse that I love in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 17. Apostle Paul says, So be careful how you live, not as unwise men. Don't live like fools. Don't live like fools. But like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity because in the evil days. Actually, my version says, make the most of your time because the days are evil. Know the times you're living in. Wisdom is knowing what, what days, the times you're living in and how to live in those times. It's to make the most of your time because, or redeem your time because the days are evil. And then goes on to say, don't act thoughtlessly or foolishly, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The living wisely in, that, in these days is knowing the will of God in that for these times you're living in. Let me go on. It says, it says, those who have, those have inside will shine brightly, like the brightness of the expanse of heaven. And those who lead many to righteousness, like the stars forever and ever. It says, those who have inside will shine brightly. And it, it goes on to say, I, I love the fact it, it connects the, uh, in this way. And those who lead many to righteousness. I believe those are parallels. Those who have insight, those who lead many to the to those who lead the many to the righteousness. I feel like I was being bad English there, right? Those who lead the many. It is a little in the Bible. Not it's not a bad bad grammar of Pastor Q, okay? This is really in there. Those who lead the many to righteousness will shine like stars forever and ever. Those two are tied together. Those who shine brightly, those who have insight in the times they're living in, those who lead many to righteousness. It says lead, doesn't it? It says lead, not, it says lead many, the many to the righteousness. Because there's, there's a quote that I found, the master magnet of the gospel is not fear, but love. Sinners are drawn to Christ rather than driven. It is, the, it is love, it is kindness that you know, we people are, enter into repentance. They invite people into repentance. You see, it says those who lead many to righteousness will shine like stars. They are the ones who will have insight in these days we're living in. Let me go back and say, look at it, it says, those who shine brightly. And I just, as I mentioned earlier, it is in the darkest time that the light shines the brightest. 
no matter how troublous the times have been or will become, the darkest hours afford the largest opportunity for letting the gospel light shine. I set up my office in my basement, you know, and there are many lights. When I, at night, when I'm done, when I come up, when I turn the lights up, when I come up, I turn the lights up, and, and then it's pitch dark. And just a little bit of only about 20 feet, but I need to do this to make sure that I am not, you know, I'm not bumping into things. As I come, as I see, as I come to the stairs, if I see a little crack of light through the, through the door of the stairs, I know where I'm going. Even the little light in the darkness shine brightly. And God says in those difficult times and difficult seasons, those who have insight, those who lead many to righteousness, shine like stars. This is our calling. And, I, and I, this really struck me because, I mean, I tell, I'll be very honest. I love to study the Bible. I love to pray. I love to gather. And one of the things I struggle most is when I go out individually sharing the gospel. It does not come easily for me. I love, I, don't mind, I love preaching, but individually talking to people and, and leading people to Christ does not come as naturally as I would like it to be. I think one of the things we struggle most, and I, I think this is true in many churches, even Hope Church as well, we are not bad at praying, but we are really bad at sharing gospel. We are really bad at preaching the, and really sh- sharing the gospel to those around us, even our workplaces, whatever it might be. We have, we have become very defensive. We live very in a survival mode. I believe God is saying this year, this year you need to shine. There's a little song that, I don't know if our hope kids would ever sing this. Susan may be able to know. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Remember one of the verses? Don't let Satan blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. Remember that song, right? Such a cute song. But I was mentioning to our praise leader, there are a lot of praises about thanking God. There are a lot of praises about God, you are great. But not, there are not many praises we sing about going and preaching the gospel, sharing God's love to people. We don't, we don't sing a lot of those things that much. We sing a lot of songs. We love you, God. We honor you, God. We pray to you. We seek God. But the, which is the greatest, great commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and strength. But of our great commission, we, are really not, we do not sing that much as, as well these days. I really believe God is really reminding us this year that this is the year that we are supposed to let the light shine. Let it shine. I want you to, I want you to, just, I want to just remind you very quickly that this, was, this is not anything new. This was God's plan from the beginning. When, when, when God began to really concretely begin the celebration history with Abraham, when he called Abraham, when he got called Abraham, God gave him promises, says, Go! forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. And God promised, saying, I will make you a great nation. I'll bless you and make your name great so that you, so that you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. The ones who curses you, I will curse. God said, I will do all kind of things. Now look at the last thing he says. 
and in you, because in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. From the beginning, God's plan was not just calling Abraham. God's purpose and plan was that all the families of the earth will be blessed through this salvation history God is bringing through Abraham. You see, it's always been God's plan from the beginning. It also, you know, and so it also is, okay, let me start. I, I really believe, it. I feel this is the last edition I did to my message. I feel this is a prophetic word. Let me read it. Uh, Isaiah 60, verse 1 through 3. I believe this is word for us. Hear very carefully. I want you to meditate on it very carefully. And this is also very personal to me because this is here I'm becoming 60. Isaiah 60 is a, is a chapter for me this year. Arise, Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises, rises to shine on you. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. All nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come and see your radiance. God says to Jerusalem, rise, let your light shine. Because he'll bring nations to you. Nations will see your light and the radiance. I believe this is the word for hope. It's a year that God will let us rise and shine his light. This whole, not only this is God's plan from the beginning, it is Christ's call. This is where I've been really uh, struggling to uh, uh, really consider and what, think about what we need to do. Uh, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16, we know this verse. You say, you are the light of the world, Jesus says. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it on the basket, but on the lampstand, and it and gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine then before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. You see, this is God's Christ calling in us. This is who we are. Who we are. Light in the world. Now I want you to hear what Jesus said. When Jesus called people to follow, first time when he called people to follow him, he said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. We need to go fishing this year. And then somebody said, yeah, I need to go fishing this year. He didn't say, follow me, I'll make you happy. He didn't say, follow me, I'll make your life comfortable. He said, I'll make you fishers of men. The calling Christ has for us from the beginning was that he will make us lovers of people. We will be those who will love people. We will be those who will be uh, catching fish, fish as a man, and catching people, to, leading people to find life and hope that is in Christ. We are, it is Christ's call. Not only we are the light of the world, but we are also called to be Disciple makers. We are to love and people. I need to talk to some of you. I need to learn. I need to learn. I'm going to learn this year fishing. So then I know how to really fish men and women. Okay? And I, I need to go fishing. I, just, just, you know, mentally, if you think about it, it makes sense. When you go fishing, you go to a spot where there's a lot of fish. You put a bait in, the, the fish will like. And, you know, and so that you, the fishing, actually, I think, 
that gives us a lot of understanding about how to love people, how to reach people, go where they are, offer what they need, what they will not. And anyway, I don't know anything about fishing, so I shouldn't be the one talking about this fishing. Not only this is Christ's command, the Great Commission. Jesus said in Matthew 28, right before he ascends to the Father, he says, go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. Lo, I am with you until the end of the age. Even to the end of the age. This has been a calling for the church from the beginning. Yes, the great, greatest command is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Or oh, the greatest com- commission, greatest com- commission, great commission is go and make disciples of all the nations. We are called to be the light of the world. So what? How, sh- how shall we live? So what? So what? And I, I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll be very honest with you. If I ask people in a church, come to take time to pray with us, come to prayer meeting, some of you will come. If we say, let's go out and share the gospel. Meet, meet Pastor Q at 10 o'clock. Here, here, we're going to go out and share the gospel. I don't know how many will come. To be very honest, it's true. We are scared. And we are scared to share the gospel in our workplaces. And I was so glad that we began the year with testimony of Daniel Ra. His kids, both, both Elise and Aston, came to know Christ at home. Not in Sunday school, not even in church, but at home. Mom and dad leading, him in, leading them to come to know Christ. That is the right thing. You see, even sharing the gospel at our home, our family members, our relatives, those around, and sharing God's love with all those around, our neighbors, our workplace, this is our God's calling. This is calling for us. The three I words we use in our church. I want you to intercede, pray. Who will you take, for whom will you take time to pray for this year? for their salvation. For whom will it take time to pray so they may come to know Christ? And and sometimes it haunts me to think if I stand before God on the day, if my brother-in-law or somebody, somebody, people I know, are not not in that, that, they're not entering the kingdom of God together with me, if they look at me, I don't know what I don't know what, I, what I can say. If did I do my part in sharing the gospel with, with them? Have I loved them enough? Have I shown them the truth with them? I have two brother-in-laws you know, who need to come to know Christ. One of them is an Indian doctor who you know, and, and he he's he's a follower of Hinduism. And and I pray for him. I, I really need to. I want to see him come to know Christ. And to secondly, invest, meaning pour out your lives and love on people. Invest your time and energy on those, those people whom you're praying for. Love on them. 
Share your lives. Share your time and energy that they may see Christ living in you, shining in you. And when the time comes, you invite them to meet Christ. Invite them to come and consider Christ. Invite them to meet God. Invite them to encounter Christ. Invite. I want to invite you. I want to ask you this year to take time, at least 10 minutes a day, pray for those who need to come to know Christ. I want you to consider this year to take time to invest your time and energy with those people you're praying for and those around and invite. Invite to your life group. You can invite them to even church service. Invite them, person you talk with them, to lead them to Christ and they can hear Christ. Invite them to consider Christ. Almost done now. Okay. Why? Because we are coming back to the center of the gospel. Because for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son so that whosoever believes in him shall not perish. He didn't want a single person to perish. That was his desire but have eternal life. God has given us that responsibility, a commission to go and share his love with people around us. That is our call. This is the year that God said, let it, let it shine. Let it shine. Let your life shine with Christ. Let people see Christ in you. Let your words speak of his love to the people they may hear, articulate, in, 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 in intercede, invest, and invite, I want to ask. Has the priest him come? Let's sing the song. Now, I, I know you know this song, right? As, as they get ready, we'll see, just sing the, uh, uh, the kids, Sunday school kids song. Just a little light of mine. How many, how, how many even know this song? How many, when was the last time you sang the song? 30 years ago? 50 years ago? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Let's, let's, let's sing a praise together.